0: Well, welcome to the From Busy to Rich podcast. Our podcast exists to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and quality of life for themselves and for those they serve. And I don't think that we've ever had a episode that more aligns with what I just said. Uh, that, that we have this podcast to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and the quality of life for themselves and those they serve. So we're gonna, we're going to just dial that in today. Uh, super deep conversation. Uh, I'm su- just extremely excited about. So Wes, welcome. Good to have you here. Thanks, Andy. And Justin is joining us as well. Uh, Justin, good to have you. Good to be here, sir. All right. So Wes, we're going to start with an excerpt. Um, and the, the umbrella of the idea is the confusion between wealth and money. And the reason we know that's true is because people are just like what confusion, which is like that's the definition of confusion. So, uh, so go ahead and uh, se- settle back, folks. Wes is going to read through this. Um, tell us where it's from first. Yeah. So this is
1: actually I got I got uh, introduced to this book uh, that is old relative to books go. It's called Hackers and Painters. And it was in two thousand four. Um, what we're going to read is a, an excerpt. By, and and Paul Graham is is the author of it, but it, it is fascinating. Uh, the whole book's fascinating, so it's like a series of essays. So I recommend you you check it out and, and listen to it. But this, when I read this, I thought there is no better section that would fit well with what we try and do on the podcast and what we try and do with our clients.
2: Awesome,
0: awesome. So um, you know, just read, just takes a couple minutes to read this extra excerpt. So you want to go for that, Wes?
1: Yep, yep. So. If you want to create wealth, it will help to understand what wealth is. Wealth is not the same thing as money. Wealth is as old as human history. Far older, in fact. Ants have wealth. Money is a comparatively recent invention. Wealth is the fundamental thing. Wealth is the stuff we want. I love that. Wealth is the stuff we want. Food, clothes, houses, cars, gadgets, travel to interesting places, and so on. So, it goes on, and and I just want to stop for a second to think about what we just read there, Andy, and, and and kind of talk about that for a little bit. There, there, there's kind of three parts to this thing, but if you can if you can hear what he's he's starting out here, where money is not wealth, and and how often that on the surface seems like well, of course it is. I mean, th- think about it, how does that strike you as I as I as I read that.
0: Well, I think where he where he proves his point initially is ants have wealth and it's like, okay, hold on. If ants have wealth, then I know that we're talking about some, I know that my definition of wealth needs to be altered. So that that's where I think that if if money is not wealth, then it's okay. I get it. There's some nuance to language, but, but the question then becomes then how does one attain wealth without money? How, how, what is the relationship then? Cause I think as we'll hear later, there is a relationship. Yeah, but it's um it, there there is a relationship, but it's not always like a causation correlation thing, right? Yeah. So the, if ants can have wealth, then we have to get rid of this. Okay, currency is dollars, is euros, is pesos, is whatever you know like that. Yeah. There, it's it's not funny. It's it's maybe saying this. Um, there is another currency to wealth than currency. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Keep on. That's
1: great. Yeah, okay. So he goes on to say this, is it you can. And so this is a big point. You can have wealth without having money. If you had a magic machine that could on command, make you a car cook you dinner or do your laundry or do anything else you wanted, you wouldn't need money. Whereas if you were in the middle of Antarctica where there is nothing to buy, it wouldn't matter how much money you had. Wealth is what you want, not money.
2: Mm.
0: Last. Yeah, I, I, oh, go ahead. I, no, go ahead, please. I
1: was going to say the last section here, it, it kind of brings this all home. It says, but if wealth is the important thing, why doesn't everybody talk about, why does everybody talk about making money? It's a kind of shorthand. Money is a way of moving wealth. And I, I love that too. Money is a way of moving wealth. And in practice, they're usually interchangeable, usually interchangeable, but they are not the same thing. And unless you plan to get rich by counterfeiting." Talking about making money can make it hard to, harder to understand how to make money.
0: Yeah, there's a lot going on there. One of the things I'm thinking of, and I actually pulled this up um, for a friend yesterday. There's this great video from, gosh, I want to say it's, well, whenever Jimmy Carter was in office, which is 70s, right? Um, but it's about, there was a massive inflation going on. And there's a Saturday Life skit talking about, it's Jimmy Carter uh, impersonator. I remember Chevy Chase, or remember who it was, but they're they're impersonating Jimmy Carter, and they said like you you, you said you've always wanted to own a five thousand dollars suit. Well, now you can. You've always wanted to live in a five million or a million dollar home. Well, now you can because inflation was so high, everything costs more, right? Um, you know, you've always wanted to own a fifty thousand dollar car because back then it was a lot, you know. Now you can, right? And yeah. it's like, come on, like, but we've lost the context. Like, that's not wealth. Wealth is not. If I say I live in a million dollar home. In my neighborhood, they might go, like, "Oh, that's a that's a nicer that's a nicer neighborhood." If I'm in California and I say I live in dollar Home, they're like, "Oh, congratulations! You're not homeless." Yeah, and that's, <laughs> Thank right. Yeah. All I heard there was, "You're not homeless." A million that's dollars is right. impressive in California. So we we have to figure out like what's the nuance going on here, and I, I we're not fully separating money and wealth. We're not we're not we're not just going to this law land of wealth does not require any money, but it's not the only component ingredient right
1: yeah yeah and, and and in the business we're in and with the audience we have this is something that i think is easily easy to lose sight of in in the conversations we're having with clients and i think there's a lot of reasons why because i think it's really easy um in our minds to to measure wealth yeah in the form of dollars to to do exactly to your point is like well it, let me, here, here's a great example is, is most people, let, let, let's say that, uh, you have someone and, and wealth to them is being in a place where they have complete freedom of purpose with the work that they do, meaning they can work and, and not work at a job that makes them any money. They could they could volunteer entirely their time, but they know to live at the standard of living that they feel like is, is not struggling and suffering, let's say they need $250,000 a year. Um, the, poll, the 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 analyst mind, and you have a little analyst in all of us that are in the business, says, okay, well, here, here's what you need. You want, and this is the worst, you want $5 million. Because if you had $5 million sitting in an account earning 5%, it would produce $250,000 a year. And, and then um, work would be optional for you. But, but they don't want that. They they want what that creates. And, and so I get that the semantics here is is kind of the dance between these two things. What they want is freedom of purpose and time. They want work to be optional as if that work creates money or not. One of the means to doing that could be they have $5 million. Or it could be that... Um, the work they want to do actually pays them that money. Or it could be that they have a pension that pays them that. There's a lot of ways to style money in order to get them to a place where they have the wealth that they want in a given area of life. And I just think sometimes we lead with the means.
0: Yeah. Least, than and also with the math, right? Yeah. Again, there's their math works. It's right? important. It's important. My kids go to two plus two is still four. Right. So I would ask the question, what really makes an advisor worth their, their fee? Their yeah. commissions, if it's just math. That's right. Right. And the answer is nothing. Like if it's just math, go to so-and-so.com and do a trade. That's right. Right. Cheaper. But if you can be the person that's known for aligning, I, you know, I help business owners attain the kind, you know, the wealth that's important to them. Someone's going to go, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, Different people d- desire different kinds of wealth. Well, isn't wealth just money? Oh, if it were so, right? That's oh, If it were so.
1: Because in the end, do you like, uh, and you know, you were, you were talking about um, a story of a guy that they, they found all these gold bars in his house. They found like stacks of money in his house. And, yeah. and, and, you know, nobody wants stacks of money and gold bars, they want what those things could be exchanged for. They, which is which is what they really want and that's why i, I, I the more I marinate in this and we talk about it the more excited I get about uh what we always have talked about around here that that meaning what is what is meaningful financial planning really
0: yeah and,
1: and meaningful financial planning is about the alignment of the use of capital you know thanks Carl Richards the alignment of the use of capital time relationships assets purpose money with what you really care about Wealth is what you really care about. Mm. Capital and the alignment of it are the things that get you to a rhythm of life or a a a a, a, a type of life that you have determined as wealth to you. It's it's that rich life that we're looking at, and that has so much more energy behind it behind than other than just talking about the the means to the ends that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I'm thinking about the um, you know, from busy to rich you know, that, that happening part of our, our, you know, the conversation always is there, you'll find people that are extremely wealthy, ex- you know, tons of money and they won't say oh, they're rich. Yeah. Right? And it's interesting to me because I wonder if, um, I wonder if people just aren't very good at defining or understanding what these terms really mean. Because again, I was thinking about this, I'm trying to remember the context of this. I was just thinking about, I'm sure it was I was having some sort of financial conversation with my kids about just, um, uh, you know, but it was the idea that, when I'm laughing, my first house cost $98,500. Two bedroom, one bath um, on Euclid Avenue in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And um, I felt really good about that house. I felt wealthy in that house because I had no kids and I had a kid and I had another kid and I had another kid. But honestly, I still felt wealthy in that house and that like, that had everything I needed and no more and some leftover. And yeah. people would go, huh? Right. What's funny, though, is my wife said when we were going to move to Tennessee about a decade ago, let's find something about that price range. And I'm glad I wasn't drinking anything at the time because I would have done like a spit take. I was like, honey, you can't get a trailer for that where we're moving. You know what I mean? Um, and so the dollars change, but the goals should be wealth. Right, the goal should be wealth. So, I'm curious if you could dig into this a little bit more, Wes, as it relates to the when the conversations you get to have with people about what their perception of what they should do versus like what they have to do. Like, shouldn't I do this? And what if I do? I can't do that. Then you're like, hold on, because they're somehow holding up a definition of wealth that's not theirs. They're they're chasing a wealth that's not theirs. And again, for those who are listening, before we address that Wes, the purpose of this episode is to give you a context to understand it for yourself, and then add tremendous value by having these kind of conversations with your clients, because this is where your value lies as a advisor. It's the advice part, right? As let's make sure that we are aligning your capital with all these other things that equal wealth. So, what are some conversations you've had with with people, Wes, where you need to go, hold on, your definition of wealth is kind of off you. Like, you're, you're, you can make this, but you're chasing this. Like, let's get you back in alignment. Yeah. I think
1: I've got several scenarios and i love to keep it going. under
0: four hours, please. I know yeah. Yeah.
1: I'd love to send the comment on this too, because we, we, we run into this and we've been on meetings with clients together and separately where it really is one of the primary things to can you continue to bring it back to the main thing. And not not the means to the main thing. I was with a client uh, once that had uh, they they sold a the business for a lot of money, like a tremendous and by anybody's standards, it was it was it was a lot of money. Um, I'd say, it, it, and as we're talking and and we're just talking through the different ways we're going to place this money um, to basically accomplish. Uh, a a rich life for him. So he continues to fulfill what a year in the life of him would look like. And that, that is fantastic. That is, that is wealth to him and all the things that come along with it and how we need to align all the things he has, including, including the dollars he just got to make sure that that's the, that's the pursuit we're pursuing. And, and, and I remember making this comment to him. I said, I can't say his name, but I said, Hey, I'll call him Andy. (laughs) Andy. I said, Andy, let me just let me just make it like a, a statement here. You tell me if this if I'm on or off here. said you have more money right now than you've ever had. Yeah. You are more freaked out about money than you've ever been. Yeah. And and he just laughed. He's like, I am. He said, it's it's just. He said, there's so many places that we could put it, and I'm used to having. You know, we made our living out of the business, and and now we've got all these. I said, hold on, hold on. Forget about all that. There's a of place to put it and and I said, what you want is you told me you wanted to take these four trips with your kids a year and pay for it and you told me what they would cost. You told me this is how you wanted to travel. You told me the things you wanted to 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 have as far as where you live and the kind of inv- like and kind of cadence you want to have right. throughout the year. You said that is a rich life to you. Yeah. And he's like, "Yep, I'm like, good." you know what? Game over. We don't need to put this money. You could put it in a savings account with no interest and you could create that for the rest of your life. You, you won. Yeah. I said, so, so I can I mean, get it. I, you, you want to, you want to do well and make money. But, but in this case, let me just kind of play with this. Cause this is, this is what's fascinating in our industry. And I'll kind of, um, we get so mechanical because he said, well, but I know, he said the problem with this is I know that I, that, that I need to stick this money in, Publicly traded money assets that that mm. go up and down every day, and he said, "And I know long term it works." Wes. yeah, I, I get the data. I'm smart. He said, "I know that over time, if I put it in the S and 500 index, it's going to go up on average about eight to ten percent a year, with very few, you know, decades. I know there's a lost decade. I'm going to say he knows all the data, right? He knows all the right answers. And he said, "I know that's going to. It would be better than me putting it in this." fixed interest vehicle that makes 5% for the next 10 years with no risk. It just pumps it up. He said, I know that, but, but it bothers me to look at it going up and down. And I said, so wait a minute. Wealth to you is to never have to see it go up and down. Yeah. And you still can fulfill all these objectives that you have. And and he's, but it's not the best economic decision. I said, for what? To accomplish what? Because yeah. if it's a rich life you're trying to accomplish, you're, you will not feel rich watching your money go up and down. And you have so much here that it's going to do just fine. And yeah. you're never going to have to experience that up and down. And you're able to fulfill this. I said, so, so, who, what, wh- whose life are you chasing here? Yeah. And where? It, who told you that you were supposed to like reject parts of you that are that you're saying yourself? That's that's not. That that bothers you every day, even though you know the right. long term of it. You hate you hate the journey. It's like yeah, a roller yeah.
0: coaster, you
1: yeah. know. And he's like, "Yeah, I guess that makes sense." But anyway, don't we all do that in su- in some areas of life? We yeah, don't-
0: another way of saying that uh, is that we chase other people's definition of wealth or other people's path to wealth, other people's experience with wealth. I mean, I, I you know, I remember watching. What's that guy's name lifestyles of the rich and famous what's his name um oh yeah
1: know. robin robin leach
0: oh, yeah yeah there you go there you go i'm sure we'll get feedback if we're wrong yeah. but he would do this. and and a part of it was like oh that's cool Those are neat like oh that's wow but then i was like as a as i got older as a kid i wanted every one of those houses but i didn't really know what context for wealth i wanted you know what i want you know what my definition of wealth includes now uh coaching every single one of my kids' teams. Not always a head coach. I can be the assistant coach. I can be the dugout dad, whatever, you know? But like, that is part of my wealth, right? And now like, well, Auntie, you know, like if you got another job or if you optimize or built, like, okay, like that's some people, that's some people's version of wealth, you know? Mine includes that, right? Uh, if you don't ask those questions and you just are about maximizing dollars, I feel like you're really replaceable. You're really forgettable as an advisor unless you can get there with people. But I do find it fascinating, Wes. You ask the question, don't we all do that? I think we do. I think we look at television and we we look at sports and we think, how are those people unhappy? They literally have everything that I want. Um, you know, why is this person taking bribes? Why is this person money laundering? Why is this person did it? It's like because they have no idea what their definition of wealth is other than more money. And the uh, problem with the answer being more money is the word more is always in that answer. So you're never done. Right. right, Justin, Justin, what's some of your, uh, run-ins on this with, with
1: clients? I know we've been in the same rooms of these before and you've got some stories you've told me.
2: Yeah, it's get sent. It's just a, such a misconception in the approach, and so many great advisors are really good about trying to, you know, do what's in the best interest financially, mathematically, yeah, for the clients. But it's it's really getting to the heart of what's driving that. So it, it's amazing to me when asking clients, you know, what's a rich life look to? you? Oh, I'd like a hundred thousand dollars a year or two hundred thousand for what? Well, like that's what I'm living off of right now. And okay, like, well, what are you doing? What is living off of it? Is that like surviving? If you could retire tomorrow, you don't have to worry about saving, tax, anything like that. Well, what would you be doing? Right? You just, and it's funny how it becomes almost like a tooth-pulling like approach with some people because they just don't think about it this way. Like, what am I actually yeah. working? I'd like to travel. Well, you live in Austin. Do you want to travel to Dallas? you want to travel to California? Yeah to Asia, Europe, like how long do you want to travel? Free- Eventually you're going to hit all the spots. Like how long do you want to keep doing this? Like, is this something right? Re- it's just people aren't thinking about like, again, from a life aspect, because that's, that's not the calculators that come up, the, the algorithms that are there for calculating what you need in retirement. None of that takes that into account. And and that's where the the switch has to happen. In my opinion, from an advisor standpoint, to your point, of view of like, what's going to make you different. Right? like if all you're doing is a calculation, then you're then you're gonna be no better than a robo advisor or some algorithm, or let alone AI now. Right? Like somebody can get on AI, not know what the types of questions they should be thinking about, plug in like, hey, how much do I need if I want this much in retirement? Yeah. Like it's but AI is not gonna turn around and ask you like like what does life look like for you at that point? Right? Like yeah.
0: you, here' here's a great Here's a great example Justin, of Justin. If society
2: says, you, you know, this is what you need to do for retirement, yeah. well, yours may be different. You may not need the million dollar house. You want to, you know, move to Panama or something like that and live in much more square footage and have a different like that's a different approach. And then here, so another point you made that I love is that like what I wanted when I was 20 is a lot different at 40. <laughs> like, Praise I, like, God.
0: No, don't, don't have the life no, of one money.
2: Was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It boy. just really is a constant evolution of of refining that. And and again, that's where I think the greater need from for proper financial planning and financial planners is going to be not just now but in the future. That's really what's what's going to make us different within the industry as a whole. Here's a here's a great one. You guys are gonna love this. You're gonna love it because
0: you're gonna use this story a lot with your Clients and I hope with friends. And it, and it's a pretty obvious one, but we talk about, and I think there's concern to be made for, you know, if, if all you do is, um, you know, if you had a machine that could just create what you want, like then what, what's, you know, what, how, how is the other part of that necessary? So here's an example of this, uh, of why advisors are important. Okay. I don't know if they fixed this or not, but I saw it recently if you ask an AI, And you tell it, actually you tell it and then you ask it, here's what you tell it. You hang three towels from, you know, the three wet towels on a clothesline outside. And those three towels dry in three hours. How long will it take for nine towels to dry? If you hang out nine, took three hours for three to dry. You hang out nine, how long would it take to dry those nine? AI tells you it'll take nine hours. We know it'll take three hours because it the sun doesn't go, all right, do the first three. And all right, guys, flip them. You know, like, it's just, all right. Or yeah, we're, we're laughing at this, but like, we know that like, no, you can have a thousand towels out there. They're all dry within three hours. And I just think, you know, like, hey, that's, that's why you have a job, ladies and gentlemen, because your answers are, yeah. are more robust than that. They're more They should be more deep. And this is, I think, where you get people. And and Justin, you made a great point to this. This is why people renew with you for planning. This is why people keep their money with you is because if they feel like, you know what? Justin is the guy that's going to help me attain my wealth and reminds me what my wealth definition is versus just more, 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 more. Yeah. Wes, thoughts?
1: Yeah. I I think about, uh, I was having a conversation with my dad yesterday. And they're going on vacation to Colorado, and um, they're going to Cripple Creek, Colorado, for two reasons. They're one, they're taking my aunt, and uh, because they have gambling in Cripple Creek, and my mom loves to play, or she loves to play slots, and my aunt loves to play slots, and you know, and and so that is that wealth. Wealth for them is being able to take a trip like that. Now, my dad, he kind of care less about all that. What he's excited most about about Cripple Creek is. He gets to go like hiking every day in in the various trails and mountains and he said, and you know what I think what I'm going to be able to do is like sleep in my tent at least a couple nights while I'm out there in on the trail while I'm hiking and eat out it and the, what he was describing to me I was like, ah, yeah that I'm glad that's well to you and I like that's you know we 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 dipper on the sleeping in the tent in the coal. and uh and but but isn't it funny how like to him that that's that's well to my mom. That's that's well just being able to do that. Now clearly it takes money at this point for them to pay for gas to drive there and the car that they're in.
0: You I've, know. Heard slot, I've heard slots I sort sometimes slots take money too. Yeah,
1: right. and slot slots take money. The tent, you know, the actually the tent we got for him for his birthday because he, he wanted one. Silver. So so actually it didn't take him money. It just took him uh you know, he, he had a different means that he used to attain the wealth. He and used the trail doesn't cost money. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> so, Unless it's a Colorado taxpayer, you know,
1: but, uh, but isn't it funny? What do you, what do you want? What do you really want? You know, and, and I think if we could just do one thing as advisors, that's a little bit different. Cause listen, guys, it's table stakes to be good at the math, right? You got to, you got to tell how long is it going to take you to have enough money to kind of support the things that you want? Yeah. We got to do that, but what do you really want? And I mean the report really. You know, that that money is not wealth. Wealth is what you want. And so if I, if my job if to do meaningful financial planning is about the alignment of the use of capital, which is all the stuff, including our money and our assets and how we grew up our relationships with what I really care about. Are you really getting in the place of what do they really care about? What, what What is a wealthy life to them specifically? And then every single time you're with them, yeah. dancing with that. And I'll take it a step further, in, which is at the place I don't feel like people go often enough with their clients right now, because when you ask them that, when you say what do you, one, they don't really know. A lot of times, it's it's like, what do I really, what do I really think a rich life looks like for me? You know, no constraints. Like, what what am I doing? But then giving them the authority and almost like you got to do them the empowerment to go, hey, so why don't you dance with that? Why don't you try it on? Like, if you if, tra- if you, to Justin's point, you right. want to travel. Great. Like where, what's a good example of that? Well, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, be able to get an RV and go there. Why don't you rent one and take the RV to, you know, the mountains or wherever it is, or, or, Hey, I really like to have a beach house. Okay. Why don't you get a VRBO and, and try that out and see, see how you kind of like that and try it on. Cause you might get there and go, you know, I kind of like the mountains better
0: or, or kind of like, which, which no one really really say. Oh, Wes, house. have you ever had anyone, have you ever had anyone go, I want this, I want this. And then they go get it. And they're like, Crap! Yep, oh. I didn't want that. I mean, I, mean, I, I know people who like. Go ahead, tell me a story. Do you <laughs> have one?
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, well, it it's almost here.'s a good way of how we change. So, I really wanted when I was, I guess I was twenty years old, a uh, a CRB, which is like a crotch rocket um, street bike. Okay, cool. And and I got it. Because I I aligned the use of my my capital with that idea that I thought I really cared about. And it was really fun, Andy, because because you know I I'd, I'd, I'd been on, I'd rented one before and kind of done a little a couple yeah. trips with friends, I think. and it was really fun and it was really fun for me for about uh, six months. And then after six months, you know the friends I'd had had moved away, and there really wasn't anybody that I was riding with much and and then it was cold because I was living in Lubbock. And yeah. it was not as fun anymore. But you know what? I still had to do? I still had a payment. I still, I still was aligning the use of my capital. So <laughs> I didn't care as much about it anymore. And so at that point, I was like, I think I'm going to realign this capital and I ended up selling it. And, um, so I, I think it one, I don't regret like the activity of exploring that. Right. Uh, the other is I, I think for how many times do you see the old motorcycle that's in the garage with? 20 layers of dust that nobody's doing anything with anymore. Cause at one time that was a, that was an example of something they really cared about that they just quit aligning the use of their capital. It's what they really cared about. Mm. So keeping that fresh, keeping it alive. We have a, we, Jamie and I lived on a six acres for 12 years and we loved it for most of the time that we were out there. We, we loved it, but you know, you know, as we kind of, the kids were getting uh, older and real estate prices were going way up here in Austin. And, and uh, we were thinking about what we really cared about for the next season of our life. You know what I didn't really yeah. care about? Figuring out how we were going to get it mowed or, or, or figuring out how I was going to fix the, the, you know, there's always six acres sounds like it's not a lot. There's a lot going on with six acres. At one point it was what I really cared. It's what I wanted to do. But then I, I realigned because we didn't really care about it. Even. And I wanted to take exchange that for, money and be able to do something else i really cared about like buy a condo downtown austin that we can that didn't have a yard i didn't have any fences to fix i didn't i didn't have Condo any. does
0: not have a yard you're kind of, <laughs> on the patio dog that car. overlooks the city
1: it has a dog car you can you can use but
0: right. so I,
1: I i really i think i think it's just one you don't go well that was why did i do that uh, i think you give yourself some grace and say if you're trying stuff on yeah um, but I, man, I I just don't want to live in a future that I inherited, even from an, a younger version of myself. I, I want to keep that thing updated, and and what what does wealth mean to me, and continue to ask that question.
0: Well, let me try to land the plane with this, which is um, wealth is important, uh, but ants have wealth, right? And so that's because the definition of wealth for that ant is one thing, and the definition for me or you or anyone else is another and that's why you find people who have a lot of money but don't have meaning or satisfaction um but you also find people who have a lot of money and they have a lot of meaning a lot of satisfaction and you know there is a belief which i don't think very many people hopefully know people who listen to this podcast believe this that like that money is bad and you you you, you know I I and the and the book I believe in, it doesn't say money's bad. It says the love of money is bad, right? You can't love that thing. But I love I love this excerpt because if wealth is the important thing, but they're not the same thing, then we're all we all have permission to pursue wealth. Right? And money is often a part of that. But I I worry that if an advisor listening to this isn't having conversations about wealth and they're just having conversations about money. They're very replaceable. They're very forgettable. And that ultimately, they're not maybe helping their clients in the way that they should. Because, you know, if you're listening to this, you're not a calculator. You're an advisor, right? And your ideas have value. And your clients need to be able to identify and then attain wealth. And part of that's your job. So um, that's my last thought. What would you have,
2: Wes?
1: No, I think it's that's a great way to close it, Andy. It's, uh, it's, it's never confuse wealth with money because money is not wealth. Money's a means. Wealth is what we really care about.
0: I want to thank you for listening today and remind you that for the month of October, we're going to be running a short time special offer for our on-demand courses. You can go to the show notes for more information on that. So however you're listening to or watching this, check out the show notes and you can find more information about that. As always, thank you for listening. And we do appreciate you leaving a review. Many of you have done that. We'd appreciate just to take a few minutes, either give us some stars on Spotify or better yet, go to the podcast app on your phone and leave a review there. And we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next week.